Hello, and welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What?, where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have conversations about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. Today, my conversation is with RD2B, Ashley Pringle, who started out her career in HR and after an inspiring and eye-opening trip to India, decided to change her future and pursue dietetics. I hope you've checked out my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What? And if you're interested, it's available for purchase at my website, AnnaElizabethRD.com, and it's also available as an ebook on Amazon and iTunes. Today's episode is sponsored by The Yummy Jolly Time Healthy Pop Popcorn, where my guest and I snack smart and snack happy with Jolly Time Popcorn. To learn more about this perfect snack, visit JollyTime.com for more information. My conversation today is with the sweet and lovely RD2Be, Ashley Pringle. I wanted to have a conversation with Ashley because she went on a trip with a friend to India and decided to go back to school to help people by being a registered dietitian. She worked in the business world as an HR recruiter before deciding this major change in her life. She reveals her perspective on going back to school, the internship application process, and where she sees herself practicing. Not only is she waiting for her internship match, she's also getting married in six weeks. A lot on her plate. I'm excited to share her journey and her perspective as an RD-to-be, and I hope you enjoy my conversation with Ashley. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So let's go. Let's. Okay, so you are in the process of becoming a dietitian. Mm-hmm. So I thought that it'd be awesome to have you on because there's just so many different people that are kind of been in the same place that you are. Mm-hmm. So let's go back to when you were going to school. Okay. And how did you, I know that you are changing careers, mm-hmm. but what was your initial, when you were going to school, what did you originally go to school for? And Okay. So I went to school for um, psychology and entrepreneurial studies. Okay. That was my bachelor degree was in probably liberal arts and sciences again. Where did you go to school? Iowa State. Iowa State? Yeah, okay. so I got my Bachelor of Arts the first time. Um, what is entrepreneurial studies? I've never heard of that like before. starting your own business, basically. I didn't know there was a degree in that. Well, That's... I'm not sure if there is anymore. Oh, but really? it was my minor. Okay. So I did that because I went into human resources afterwards, okay. and Iowa State didn't have an HR program when I... They had stopped it, I don't know, two or three years before... I really probably was at school, but really kind of knew what I wanted to do. Initially, I went in thinking I wanted to do um, just psychology and didn't have a minor. And I loved the CSI shows. So I wanted to like (laughs) be whatever, forensic studies. And someone told my parents that you can't get that in Des Moines, basically. And then I just, you know, like bigger city, I think, like Chicago or New York. And at that point, I was a freshman in college and I didn't really know. And you weren't like, I'm going to be moving to... Yeah. And then I looked at the Bachelor of Science classes and I was like, oh, I don't want to do these science classes. (laughs) So I talked with my dad. I just, I don't know. He's been in banking his whole life. And so he had this great idea, which I ended up obviously going into human resources, um, you know, working with people. And I love doing that. And so I changed, kept my major, got my minor, and then entrepreneurial studies classes were very like um, accounting, um, business classes, but also human resources, information, kind of like hiring and firing um, topics, I guess, that you could learn about, but it wasn't really detailed HR stuff. Um, And then I ended up just finishing with that, and I really liked it. Um, it was interesting. So I had something to go off of instead of just having my psychology major. Because what did you kind of think when you wanted to do psychology? Were you just still kind of looking, thinking of working with people or? I, well, I think the initial psych was the forensic stuff. Okay. Um, and then when I changed to get the entrepreneurial studies, it was I wanted to go into HR. That's a lot of people. <laughs> it's a lot of people all the time. So when you got done with your um, degree, mm-hmm. what was the landscape like for you when it came to jobs? Uh, yes, yeah, so I graduated in 2008, and the job world was not very open. Um, it, was, it was very hard to find a job. In human resources, it's hard to get something that 
um, is not entry level. So you really have to work your way up in the industry. Um, and I couldn't find a job. So I worked a temp job, I think one or two temp jobs, just like a three or four day thing where I made a good amount of money trying to find something because I was living with my parents and they're looking at me like, okay, you need to find a job. <laughs> so um, my sister is a recruiter and found um, me a, a position with a chiropractor in Johnston and he had just started his business. And so I worked with him for six months and I was um, like a community director. So I, I kind of ran the office. I was really the only one there. Um, so I checked patients in and did kind of the business side of it. I mean, not too much, but I was there right by him. Um, which in turn is kind of weird because now a lot of the stuff that we talked about way back then, healthcare wise is it's coming to is, fruition. It is. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of that stuff. So, um, six months into that, I realized I was not doing what I wanted to do. I wasn't very happy. Um, I was going to work and that was it. And so I started looking for another job and I quit my job without having a job, which was Scary, uh, but. scary, not a good decision, but a blessing in disguise because I did find a job like two weeks later. I was very lucky um, to find something, and I got a job at the Sheraton Hotel in West Des Moines. And so I had like a two-week Christmas break, and then I started in January. And um, I worked as an HR assistant, payroll assistant, and that's where my HR experience started. So I did everything from um, orientation, interviewing, um, general employee work. So working with benefits, payroll, I checked all the payroll, um, every two weeks, terminations, any issues like that. And I learned a ton of stuff there. Um, and then I was there for a year and a half. And although it was a great job, I wasn't making a lot of money at all. And I was so, going to say, what is HR? Because you, when you say that it's so hard to get into, mm -hmm. and if it's entry level. Well, I felt, it, I guess it's hard to, uh, probably make a good salary right away mm -hmm. is more so, um, that. So I started at like $12 and 50 cents. That was in 2009. Um, but the hotel was on a hiring freeze. I think the economy was still kind of getting back sure. to where yeah. it needed to be. Um, but I felt like I had experience that so I, I felt like I was ready to move on. You know, you got, you, you got what you came yeah, there for. Yeah, you get your kind of like baseline experience. Um, and then we had a family friend who worked at Unity Point at Home, which is formerly Iowa Health Home Care. And she, she was a nurse, hospice nurse, and she called my parents and said, oh, I know Ashley's looking for a job and they have this HR position available. And so I applied for two positions. One was more of an assistant role and then one was um, a recruiter role. And I knew I wanted healthcare because I liked the benefits piece of it at that point. And I interviewed for both and ended up getting the recruiter position. And um, that was interesting because their recruiter had um, had left like two months prior and it was the only recruiter. And so I started and it was kind of like, here, <laughs> go for it. Here's this stuff. Take over, <laughs> um, which I did. I learned a lot there. Um, it's a different business, home care. I don't know if you're familiar with home I'm care. I'm not really familiar with home care. It is just, um, it's very interesting. It's so different from the hospital, I think. Obviously, the patients are in their home, and you have the same care team, your nurses, your physical therapists, your speech therapists, your home care aides, um, which are CNAs, mm -hmm. um, everything. But they go into the home, and they travel, they work from their car, and they travel to all these patients' homes, or maybe they're in a hospice home, or maybe they do visit them in the hospital, something like that. But it's it's different um, to hire people, people into that role. It takes a lot of patience and um, a lot of responsibility from those people that take care of the patients because they're on their own. Sure. So you could have a nurse, you know, doing something with a patient in their home, and they don't have other nurses in the hallway like the hospital would. Sure. You know, yeah, so they're it's on their own. Yeah. So, and then hiring employees is a little bit of a struggle too in that sense because, um, you know, not all physical therapists, that was like the hardest position to recruit for wanted to work in home care. Mm -hmm. In home care, you could go into like a million dollar home and it's beautiful, or you could go into a home that's Doesn't not taking care door. of. Right. <laughs> yeah. Bugs animals, everything. So it's just very different, but um, I appreciated that role so much because 
I learned a lot. I learned kind of the other side that maybe people don't learn about as much. And we grew uh, very quickly. I was there for three years. So we went from like four or five locations to nine locations by the time that I left. So we were acquiring smaller locations. Um, and so that was interesting. I would go do orientation for all those um Acquired locations, and oh. I did orientation for all of the employees every two weeks or every week, depending on when we had it. Um, recruited for all the locations, so I was very, very busy. I say you had to be so busy because mm-hmm. if yeah. you doubled that much, you were hiring a ton mm-hmm. of people mm-hmm. to yeah. accommodate. And you that. do the whole hiring process. You schedule the drug screen for them. You, I mean, it was everything. Sure. So, I was, but I, I liked it. Um, but I got burnt out. Definitely. I bet. Well, I bet because I mean, like hours. What kind of hours were you? Oh, working? it was like forty-five to fifty hours a week. It wasn't horrible, but you were constantly doing. I was constant, and I had I had a separate BlackBerry for my email, so oh, my geez. then boyfriend was like, "Okay, <laughs> she's got two phones." Yeah, I mean, before we met, I would work at home mm-hmm. till you know nine or ten p.m. just trying to catch up, and but it, it was a it was a great role. Well, you probably learned a lot about just even like different roles of other healthcare professionals I too. Did. Yeah. Which I'm sure was very. Int- did mm-hmm. they have a dietitian? No. No. Huh. They're in the process, I think, of hiring one. And while I was there, I decided to go back to school. So at first I was like, oh, I could be a home care dietitian. Uh-huh. But not really like knowing a lot about dietitians either. Sure. You know, so. It was something that came across your radar. Yeah, well, it did. Bit. It did. Because yeah. I knew that they needed one mm-hmm. for sure. But um, yeah, and then at that point, um, I was there. I started in 2010, and then I went back to school in 2012, fall of 2012. And that's when you decided to go back to school to be a dietitian. Yeah, so the reason I did that is because I went to India in March of 2012. Okay. My girlfriend was uh, finishing her master's and did her thesis out there. And she had time to travel and called me like a couple months before and said, do you want to go to India? (laughs) You're like, huh. I'd never been out of the country, so (laughs) needless to say. That was your first trip out of the country? Oh, that's entertaining. Yeah, it it was really really neat. Actually, my Facebook, um, like this morning, like a memory popped up of us, like on this rooftop in India. It was really cool. So, um, it was a great experience. Um, so I went for like 10 days with her and I saw a lot of stuff that I'd never seen in my life. Obviously it's just very different over there. Third world country. And I saw, you know, we were in these like beautiful buildings and then we took a tour of the slums and you see stuff you see on the commercials. It is very real and it's very sad. And when I came back, I just felt like I needed to do something different with my life. And I, at that point, had gotten really into like treating my body, not that I ever treated my body badly, but just really focusing on eating healthy and very active. I started um, running some half marathons and just found how good I felt when I did that. And I thought, well, healthcare. I work in healthcare. Um, I don't do well with blood. Like (laughs) I know I will as a dietitian, but, um, when I get my own blood taken, Mm -hmm. I have issues. And I was just like, I just don't think a nurse is the best route for me. And then I have a few friends that are dietitians that I went to undergrad with and I talked with them and, um, yeah. And that was it. I remember Jeff and I, um, we're at like a wedding of a friend's and another girl was a dietitian. Her husband is a chiropractor. And we, I was just sitting there kind of saying like, I really just think it'd be a great idea. I think it'd be good for me. And I was trying to justify things sure. to them. Why? Even though I'd probably already made up my mind. And her <laughs> husband looked at me and he goes, well, looks like you're going back to school. I was like, okay, this is going to happen. At that point, I didn't really understand like what this even all meant. But I applied and I got in and, and uh, yeah. That was a long time ago. So in so India, India was India. kind of like your aha moment. India was my you... aha moment. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what I would have, where I would be now if I didn't go there. And that's it's amazing, like a life experience like that. That yeah, I just felt like I needed to help people, and not that I I as a recruiter, I loved helping people because I got them jobs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they helped themselves get the job, but I was able to be there and just 
you know, some people that couldn't find jobs for a long time or just didn't know where their path was. But this is different. Like I can physically be in a patient's room and help them figure stuff out now. And I don't know. I just think. And that was appealing to you. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of that connection between just you being healthy yourself and just kind of getting Mm -hmm. really in touch with how food and fitness and all that kind of stuff plays a role together. Mm Mm-hmm that kind of also helped kind of push you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I just thought, gosh, and I'm not that type of person that is like, well, whatever I do for my body works for you, (laughs) but it was more like, okay, well, I really enjoy this. And so I think I would enjoy educating others on that topic. So, and I think part of that too, you know, I have a lot of friends who are very into nutrition. Um, but at that time, I think, dietitians were becoming more popular and I knew that at some point businesses and corporate programs would start requiring you to be dietitian, not just somebody that a health specialist specialist. (laughs) or a nutritionist, which there's nothing wrong with nutritionists. They have a certification. Um, but I didn't want to just like go do something and have this certification and assume that I was going to do well with my career. Um, I, I said I would take the time and put do the right that do I that. have <laughs> you definitely have yeah I mean I felt like I needed to be educated enough to help people in that area and so. if you're gonna do it you might as well just go and and that's I think I think that's a really good message because you can get a certificate in nutrition or health Absolutely. coaching or any of those things but yeah. I think like you're right that's a good message that if you really want to help people the way that they need to be educated themselves you need to be educated properly yes as well well I think about um like right now I'm in my second semester of medical nutrition therapy. I don't think a nutritionist is going to have that education that we get in MNT about how to assess a wound, you know, exactly and what food they need or what nutrients they need to get in their body, that kind of stuff. You just, um, I don't know where else you would get that. And so I'm that type of person that if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it like a hundred percent and wholeheartedly and I'm going to do it right. So <laughs> so when you, okay, so you had that lovely conversation with chiropractor. Did you yeah. know all this schooling that you were going to have to take? No, <laughs> I did not. No. So did you apply, did you figure that all out before you applied or did you apply and then just kind of Well, I applied. I, I called Iowa State and I talked with Ann Oldham. Mm-hmm. Do you know Ann? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. She's great. And she, I mean, she was just so, you know how she is. She's just so excited about life. And she was so excited that I was calling about this, which got me excited. And, you know, we talked about the program. Um, I mean, at that point, I didn't understand the internship um, stuff at all. Mm -hmm. And when I talked to the chiropractor and my girlfriend, she had mentioned her internship. But you just don't. You don't piece it all together right away. not at all. Um, And I think, you know, I started back part-time, so I did one class a semester because I continued to work full-time. Okay. Until 2015. Oh, wow. So, so you were you so you so were working full-time. That's crazy. Yeah, I did online <laughs> classes. Um, I worked full-time, and then I did... I just did, like, the prereqs mm-hmm. to get up to my junior year because in my previous degree, I had a lot done, but the... I don't know, biology. The sciences came back the sci- to kick you in the butt. The sciences that I didn't want to take in 2008 came back. They came back. Horribly. And and I was so dreading them because I'm just, I'm not very good at organic chemistry. I'm oh, just not. me and, um, and I I always told my, I have another girlfriend who's finishing her PhD at Iowa State. She's a dietitian. And literally like the first two years, she was my go-to because I would just call her and be like, Am I not going to be a good dietitian if I can't, you know, pass OCHEM with an A? I was just so the science piece of it was not good, and those were online. OCHEM was not online. The others were the other sciences, and that's really hard. Really, to do hard. actually online that would be yeah. very difficult and not exciting either. So that probably, you know, I'm working full time. I'm trying to do this on the side, and so my focus probably wasn't where it should have been. But to me, that was how I got it done and I wanted to keep working to make money. Sure. Um, and then I think one of the semesters I did like a refresher of chemistry at DMAC on purpose just to like feel like know you what were. I was going into. Sure. <laughs> um, I did that and then I did like a communication class and then 2015 I went back. Um, I did like 
nine credits. So it was almost full time, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And at that point, I met with Anne again. And she like ran my degree audit and it said graduation spring of 2017. I just remember thinking, oh my God, it's been so long. <laughs> so long. And I literally was like, am I going to be able to do this? Mm-hmm. And and now it's funny because, I mean, it's flown by. It's flown by. And you and can honestly say that, right? Well, you probably got into all the stuff that was exciting to you. Yeah. I mean, the first semester I went back, I did... Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then I worked Tuesday, Thursday. And that was really hard because I had to go, you know, school focus one day, work focus the next. And and that was when I was taking OCHEM and like a biology lab and just the stuff I didn't want to oh be gosh. in. And then that fall semester is when I, you know, was full time and up there every day. And um, I mean, it it kicked my butt, though. <laughs> I mean, I remember the first round of tests I got back, and I was not a stellar student, um, my first bachelor's degree. My parents wanted me to do well, and I did. I graduated, had a great job, but I was never given, like, a, a minimum of a GPA. Sure. Whereas in dietetics, you, you have do. to have a 3.0. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have a 3.0. I'm, like, very open about that. <laughs> but I but I, I turned out really well, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so... I think the first round of tests I had, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to really like buckle down and study if I'm going to do well on this. And I remember just after that, I just, my outlook changed and I said, okay, got to be in it, you know, because otherwise you're not going to make it. Well, and if you, since you also made the decision to change your careers and go back to school, yeah. you had, I mean, like, I feel like you, you'd make that commitment and it's mm-hmm. a lot easier because you really want it. Yes. Yeah, at that point, I mean, when I was 19 or 20, it was, it was having just the next fun. Step. And yeah. <laughs> it's like a I just wanted to graduate. graduating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So how was it being in classes? You know, the classes, of course, I'm sure, like, I think I can resonate with going and doing your, your nutrition classes and how well you do in those and how mm-hmm. they come kind of easy. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this is it. I mm-hmm. love this. But how was it being in class with just different ages of students and, yeah. You know, um it hasn't been very, it hasn't been that bad really my first semester back where i was doing those nine credits i was pretty i didn't know anybody <laughs> yeah. um, at all i got introduced to Susie roberts who i think you know mm-hmm. um, because she had a connection through um, unity point health des moines which is where i ended up working throughout the time that i went back to school um and so somebody gave me her name and I literally emailed her and I was like, I would love to talk with you because <laughs> I don't know anybody. And it was more like, I need advice on being a non-traditional student mm-hmm. and how I tackle this. Cause I just, I don't know what I'm doing. And I ended up, I'm very like talkative person, but when you're in a classroom or even on a campus with 20 year olds, 21 year olds, it's not intimidating. It's just different. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I probably didn't make friends like as soon as I could, but I was in a biology lab and I ended up getting paired with a girl. Um, her name is Kenzie and you met her at Mm -hmm. that, um, social hour. And, um, she and I just kind of clicked and we were in this group like the whole semester. And then her friend Erica, um, we just kind of like started, not maybe that semester, but more like the next semester started, you know, studying together, doing stuff like that. And now they're two of my good friends. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to Europe with them last summer. Oh, did you? Yeah. Uh, We went for school and then we traveled for like another two weeks together. Oh, So that became easier. And then when we got in like our dietetic courses, I really started to get to know people. And I am so impressed with the dietetic classes. Mm -hmm. Like... Um, obviously I mentioned like I was just having fun in college a long time ago and they are dedicated students. They know what they're after. They work, they volunteer, they do well in school. They're super nice. Um, they're just very responsible. And I've always said, I'm just, I'm so impressed with them. So they're all really nice. Um, yeah. It's, I think like dietetics, cause I kind of took a different path like you did, but I agree. Like, I think the people that decide to be dietitians, they are dedicated and they're devoted no matter what age they're at. Yeah. You know, whether they're an older, non-traditional student or a younger Mm -hmm. student, I think there is such a, 
And I think it's such a good like family community once you start to get into those classes and things like that. Yeah. I mean, I've never, I've never felt, um, treated differently because of my age, which is really important. That's good. Yeah. So anyone that's don't get discouraged by going back to school if you want to be a dietitian because <laughs> there's lots of non-traditional. Students. Yeah, you know there is. There's another person that's my age, um, and we clicked pretty well. It's just he's from here actually, so you know it's just like oh you went to this school and you know you just you're you feel like there's someone similar there. Sure, and that helps. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. There's maybe a couple non-traditional, like a couple years older. Mm-hmm. I'm 30, so I feel like that's a little bit different than. But I've had people be like, "Oh, I always forget that you're older." Like, yes, <laughs> you're like that's good. Score. <laughs> Dietetics will keep you young. Yeah, <laughs> or it'll just keep you awake all the time. <laughs> that's true. That's very true. And I think that's it. I think that's interesting how you talked about like volunteering and all those extra things that, mm-hmm. again, you probably didn't realize you had to do all. Oh that my gosh, stuff. no. Mm-mm. <laughs> All the extracurricular things. Um, yeah, I just feel like I'm constantly moving. Now the volunteer stuff, uh, not that I didn't volunteer just because I wanted to, but I did add some volunteer stuff with the diecast. You know, obviously you have to have volunteer hours mm-hmm. for your internship. And so um, I'm still volunteering with the people that I volunteered with. It's just pro- I'm not seeking out to have new your- things sure. probably at sure. this point. Um, but yeah, I mean, whether you're working or you're studying or you're volunteering, you're on the go all the time. I don't have time to sit down and relax, unfortunately. <laughs> you will someday. Yeah. Which is good. There's I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. People are always like, have you seen this new TV series? I'm like, no. TV? What's that? I mean, I it's on, but I don't, we watch a couple shows together and that's it. Cause I sure. can't. You know, you oh, can't yeah. just like veg for one day and do nothing. No, yeah. it doesn't work that way. <laughs> so you are winding down though with yes. school. Yes. You only have how many weeks left? Oh, six. Six weeks. Yeah. And you've Probably. applied for your internship. I applied, So let's yes. talk about your internship applying. Okay. And how did that go? I mean, how do you feel about that process? I know you're waiting to hear back. Yes. So the internship process has been, uh, it's been a long road. I mean, I'm ready. When I took the 340 class at Iowa State, which I think we talked about this. I don't know if you had that, but I didn't. the three, the FSHN 340 classes, uh, class dedicated to the internship and it's a half semester and you literally like create an application. Your professor talks to you about the internship. And that is when I realized what this was all about. (laughs) And I started being like, okay, um, this is something much bigger than I anticipated. And so I sat down with, uh, my fiance, then boyfriend and said, okay, so I need to tell, I need to talk to you about something and here's the situation. And I need you to tell me right now if you're okay with this. And if you're not, I won't do it. And I'll figure something else out, but you need to tell me because this is going to be a really big deal, especially if I don't end up here. And he was like, oh, I hundred percent support you. That's great. I mean, there's no, there's no other question. He was not even, no, he didn't hesitate at all. He has never, ever said anything. And I've, and I've said, you need, you need to tell me, you know, if, again, if this is an issue and he just said, you've come this far and we'll do it together. So, so that was that took know, one relief yeah. <laughs> off of yeah. your back. And at that point, I mean, I didn't realize we would be getting married um, either, but it just... He must have. That's yeah. why he was like, yeah, yeah I'm with you, but, girl. But that has made it better. But I just, I know how much support he gives me. Um, and then last fall, I really, you know, like a weekend, I just kind of sat down and looked through all the internships. And I made this list of like 10. And I was kind of like, oh, it'd be really fun to like go out to Napa Valley Absolutely. Yeah, not really. I mean, that that would be... That was an option. Uh, yeah. It, it could be an option, but I didn't take it. And then, you know, you start looking at cost also. Sure. Um, Which, what are the ranges? I mean, like, what are the ranges of internships? Well, Iowa State's is 9000 For um, six months. Yeah. It goes up from there. It doesn't go down a lot. I mean, maybe. <laughs> like, um, actually, the University of Iowa is, I think, like 4500 but then you are paying for a room and board. Sure. Um, and tuition. 
I don't think the tuition's included in that. Um, and with Iowa State, obviously, hopefully I would just live in you my house, but it's yeah. still expensive. But like the master's combined programs are $60,000 in Chicago. And I just said, I don't really want to get my master's right now because that means I would be gone for two, two years. years. And I just don't think that's feasible at this point in my life. Um, if I get my master's, great. Just not a priority right now. Sure. Um, so then it narrowed down to Iowa State. University of Iowa, Mayo, and OSF St. Francis in Peoria, and maybe one in Omaha. And then I kind of started looking out, and I just didn't have this, like, exciting feeling. And so I just said, well, I don't know why I would apply to a place that I'm not really interested sure. in. And so then I um, I think probably more like November, December, really started thinking, okay, obviously I need to start doing this. <laughs> and... Um, and so I kept looking at these places and just Iowa, they have a master's program, um, not combined, but what I was told was they most likely want you to stay there to get your master's. And so they take eight students. So if you don't want to get your master's, do you think they're probably going to select you? Yeah. You know, like, like you're, you're it's kind of hard down. because you really have to be like, um, all in, you have to be all in. You do. You and my advisor was very truthful with me, which I appreciated that. Cause I didn't want someone being like, well, you're a really good candidate, but not really, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I took my GREs this summer and I didn't do too hot and they want your GRE scores. And I just thought, mm, no, it's not okay. going to Mayo. I was all in. Um, and then I wasn't able to make it up there to visit and I just, I don't know. I started getting this weird feeling that maybe it wasn't the place for me. And I talked with Anne at Iowa state and I just said, I'm not quite sure if I need to apply there because I know that they select the best of the best. I don't know if my GPA can make it. I truly don't. <laughs> yeah. My GPA is combined with my previous GPA. Oh, so when I didn't you're know a transfer that. student at Iowa State, you start new. When you come back, it gets combined. Gotcha. So it's been very hard to increase it. I mean, I could do awesome every year and still not it's get so it. Yeah, it's really hard to bring it back up. So although I've done well in my classes and I have a lot of experience, I just thought. And she just she told me it was very research based, which is fine. Obviously, Mayo is an awesome place to be. But I just thought, I don't, I just don't know if that's me. Mm -hmm. So then I got down to OSF, uh, St. Francis, and then Iowa State. OSF is free. They don't have really, yeah. So they don't have tuition at all. They don't have credits tied to it. Huh. Whereas Iowa State, you're getting like 14 master's credits. Yeah. Um, so at OSF, um, I mean, you pay for like room and board, but you have a roommate most likely, and you're living not in like probably spectacular housing, sure, sure. but I mean, we went to an open house there and they had, they were saying it was like on your own, like $350 a month, which wow. is not a lot. That's not bad. Um, you get free food through the hospital. So, I mean, I love to grocery shop and I love cooking. <laughs> so I would still sure, buy myself still food, that. yeah. but that's a huge perk. And, um, yeah, so I mean, we went, Jeff and I went in January, and he was so impressed. I mean, he was like talking about it more than I was. was <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah, I mean, we, and I talked to, I've had a lot of tears over maybe not being here because mm -hmm. he would stay and mm -hmm. I would leave. And, um, and he, again, has been very supportive. And his whole thing about OSF was look at the experience that you would get. It's a year program, and you would, it would be awesome. Everything. Yeah, it would yeah. be so cool. And I think this is a great place to be. And so we met the director, obviously. She did the open house. And um, so that solidified applying there. And then with Iowa State, obviously, um, to be able to be in Des Moines, live in our house, um, that kind of, I mean, that's sure, ideal. Sure. The downside about Iowa State is it's, it's six months. And so that means you are 45 to 50 hours a week of. It's intense. Non-paid work. I can't <laughs> do quotations on a microphone. Um, and then your your school stuff on top of on it. On top of it, mm -hmm. which I've heard 
you know, some, depends on where you are. You can do some stuff during the day. Yeah. Some, or you can, or you do it at night. Preceptors will mm-hmm. let you do it at, during the day. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Iowa State was my first pick and I picked Des Moines as my top. And then I also picked Iowa City, Omaha and Quad Cities. Um, my best friend lives in Omaha. We're familiar with Iowa City and Quad Cities. So we thought, you know, I would say it takes 15 students, 15 to 20. Uh, I think in Des Moines, they take three. So That's I kind crazy. of need a, not backup a, like a plan. backup plan, but yeah, we're trying to make sure I hopefully get something. Mm-hmm. And then Peoria takes 12 students. Um, so as of yesterday or as of Friday, I have a Skype interview with Peoria Wonderful. That's so, exciting. Yeah, that's the top 60 out of like 300 applicants. So that's, that's great. We know we're moving somewhere, <laughs> like not physically moving, but we're getting somewhere. Yeah. So that's exciting. Iowa State doesn't do interviews. So it's kind of like you just wait. You wait until <laughs> April 2nd. But I mean, this makes me feel good. Uh, my, I told my girlfriend who, the one that's getting her PhD and she's like, well, that has to say something about your application. Absolutely. So I'm hoping that, um, ideally I would get Iowa state, but whatever happens happens. And sure. Yeah. And that's, and that's a good attitude to have because yeah, it is, otherwise you're just going to go crazy because you yes. will get an internship. Yeah. And it's a if it doesn't happen the first time, it'll happen the second time, yeah. you know, type of thing. But yeah. I know it's like you put all this work into mm-hmm. going back to school and doing all this stuff. And that's ultimately, you want that internship. Yeah. I think that if I don't get one, we finally had a conversation of, okay, so if I don't get an internship, what am I going to do? Like, am I going to work? Am I, well, yeah, I'm going to work. I'm going to try to make some more money than I am right now and probably get some more experience somewhere mm-hmm. where I can apply that. But I think for me, it's a like disappointment and let down because then that pushes everything further career. We want to start having kids at some point, mm-hmm. that kind of a thing. And so, you know, if I was 21, probably a, a different, different story. Yeah. <laughs> um, but again, we both said whatever happens, happens. And my thing is April 2nd, I said to Jeff, we can't, we have to stay busy. I cannot sit at home and think no. about and like watch the clock. So I don't know what we're going to go do that day, but we're, we're going to do something. We're going to do something. And then we're going to go out for dinner at like six, even though they tell you can look at your stuff at six. But I've heard that so many people log on that it gets backed up. So you don't even... Can't, can't even get on there. Can't log on. <laughs> so we're going to log on like wherever we are eating dinner. Probably have a glass of wine in my hand. Absolutely. And, and you can celebrate. You'll yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> that's the hope. But yeah, I mean, he's good about that. He's like, I don't want you to stress out. And he basically said, you can't change it right now. That's true. So why would you even continue to stress out about it? But, you know. I can't wait to hear. hear you'll have to... You'll have to let me know when you I find will. out for I will. sure. I will. When you were looking for internships, what did what was like the biggest thing that you looked for in an internship? Um. Well, I have a couple of interests for a future career, and mm-hmm. I don't think that swayed me too much because I feel like during my internship I could gain another interest and go in a completely opposite Absolutely. way. So I want to stay open. But um, I think just a well-rounded program. And they always say that they look for well-rounded applicants. And I know that Iowa State is a prestigious place to be. I mean, they're one of the top dietetic schools in the country. Um, I've heard really good things about the internship program itself. With OSF, um, I knew quite a few people that went there. I actually know somebody that is there right now. Oh, well, and that's good to have someone. Yeah, she know. actually called me to schedule my interview, which was oh, like, she oh, did. Hi. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of fun. But um, but just hearing the positive things about it. If I'm not going to be living in my home, I want to be somewhere where I feel comfortable. And mm-hmm. at OSF, I've been told the director is very family oriented. You know, so if you need to do something, then do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want that level of friendliness and open arm love, kind of. You know, I, sure. I don't want to feel like I'm going to my internship and I hate it every and day. And no one cares. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and kind of the same same goes for um, Mayo and Iowa. And Iowa City, I would have been fine. Um, same with Mayo, but those little gut feelings that I was having – were like, you know, gosh, if I feel like this now, 
would I feel like exactly. that when I was there? And I probably wouldn't. It's kind of like going to college. Oh, completely. I mean, <laughs> Where, like, you do the school visits and you're like, do I get the warm, fuzzy feeling yeah. or do I not? Or mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I just kind of followed here? my gut. Um, and I really, I mean, even after meeting the director at OSF, I was like, oh, well, this is fabulous. I mean, mm-hmm. she was awesome. So I knew that I would be fine. But I think, um, I mean, a lot of the programs are focused on MNT clinical. I really like the clinical aspect of it. Um, I struggled with MNT my first semester. It was very interesting to me. There was so much information. Mm-hmm. I could not retain it in my brain. And then I would go to take my exam and be like, oh. I cannot <laughs> remember that. Yeah. So my awesome professor, I met with her after my first or second exam, and I was just like, I need your advice on what to do. So I've done better with my exams after talking with her. And oh, I, good. Um, which that always worried me. Gosh, like I didn't get a hundred percent on my MIT class. Are they looking at my grade and saying, well, goodness, you know? But um, I, I at some point, you know, wherever I end up, probably definitely want clinical experience. So something that is more focused on MNT would be good just because I think you have to bring that in no matter where you're working. You do. And Um, I think that's a good, it's a good basis for everything. Yeah. And you, and you have an interest just because you've worked in healthcare and Mm -hmm. I can see where that MNT connection is for you. Yeah. Do you have advice for people that are applying for their internship? Like, is there something that you've learned through the process that is just a really good um, piece of information to know ahead of time? I think, um, know more about the internship. Before well, you yeah. School. I mean, I think if you are at college for your first time, they are pretty good at, you know, cause you kind of go through the beginning process of dietetics and then you get accepted into the program and they probably give you that information. Um, yeah, I mean, always know what you're getting into. I think with the internship, I started somewhat early in my 340 class and then I kind of made, I didn't make like a calendar when I was going to get stuff done because in our program you can do that and things won't happen because you're so busy. (laughs) But especially like in the fall, I really focused on, you know, narrowing those picks down and I'm also kind of like OCD about that. So I needed to know before like Christmas break. Some people don't. They just mm-hmm. kind of like wing it. And I think if you're like that, do that for yourself because you're going to feel like on edge um, and be proactive in the process because it does not take a short amount of time. You're, um, I mean, just entering your classes and your grades take oh, forever. Wow. Um, I started my personal statement January 1st of this year. My goal was to get everything submitted by February 1st and I got it submitted February 3rd. So I had my personal statement reviewed by probably five to six people. My um, advisor, Anne, who was my old advisor, a student who um, is a dietitian, um, Jeff looked at it, um, had one more person look at it, but just, and I didn't like redo it and then send it to somebody else. I had them all look at my personal statement and then send it back to me and I kind of, you know, made my sure. finalizing touches but that takes a really long time. And I think that's a good idea to go visit. Like if you're going to go look yes. at someplace. Yeah. I mean, unless you're, there are some students that apply all over the country and it's not feasible to go fly everywhere unless yeah, you're going to no, take a not. weekend trip. <laughs> um, but also know that you pay to apply to every place. So like diecast D and D and just applying to two schools, I paid probably $250. That's not when you're in college. It's with, not with no income. No, <laughs> yeah. you know, you just that like, you can't do anything else. So, um, I think with the internship, also like mate and Anne was so good about. She helped like workshops and gave us packets on how to fill out your application and proofreading all the time. Sure, because you read it so much that all of a sudden you like don't catch it things. It just blurs out. Yeah. Um, even like attaching your personal statement to the right school you apply to. <laughs> I could see where that could be an issue. People yeah. have done that apparently. Yeah. Um, so when I <laughs> did mine, I was like, I, I mean, I double checked it like five times. Sure. And the night that I did it, I remember I said to Jeff, like, can I read through it one more time? And he was like, just submit it. 
Like, <laughs> just do it. I think he was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I Yeah, but I think everybody, like, is in the same position. I think we well, all go like, through the same grammatically, thing. Well, like, grammatically, if you have something wrong, they toss, they, it, they toss it. Yeah, they won't even look at it anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. a big issue. Yeah, so... Absolutely. Yeah, when I got that phone call, I was like, no grammatical errors. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I passed that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just take your time. That's what are you excited for the most when it comes to being a dietitian? Oh gosh, that's a good question. I think just well, first of all, following my passion and getting to where I've been wanting to get to for five years. <laughs> I think I'm gonna be so excited. Um, but I think I'm really going to, going to enjoy helping people and, um, educating them. A lot of people just need to be educated. Um, they don't know what they need to do to make or to help themselves feel better. And some people are in a situation that they've never had resources to do that. And so they just keep doing what they're doing every day, you know, and I see a lot of that. Um, I work for kind like the snack bars and I do demos at high V's and I was doing one this morning. And, um, some of the demographics that I meet at certain stores are, they're very different, mm-hmm. you know, just depending where you are in Des Moines. And sometimes I'll get this like, oh, well, those are just way too healthy for me, you know, and it's just stuff like that. And I just, and I don't say anything because it's not my place to say that, but I think some people that really need help being able to help them and not pushing it on them, but walking through and guiding, you know, through that path, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's working for like a position like Heidi or in clinical, um, that's where I think I really have the interest of helping patients whatever situation that they're in, you know, that's, there's so much I want to be able to give back. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you kind of see yourself kind of more in clinical right now? Is that kind of, I don't know. I feel like we should do a podcast after you've been working (laughs) to see where, you know, where Where this was here and then where you're at after your internship. Yeah. So I think my two main interests, one is high V and I think because as a recruiter, I'm a people person, I think I'd really enjoy that. Um, my sister jokes, she's like, I'm going to see your face on the trucks and on the highway. And Jeff thinks that he's going to see my face in the aisles while he's grocery shopping. Like, well, it's a good environment, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think. For retail. Yeah. I mean, I think it'd be really good. Um, and, clinical, you're doing, and you're doing like the kind. Yeah. Art, so that's kind of the same mm-hmm. kind of area. So. Well, yeah. I mean, I won't be standing out no. in the store the whole time. True. <laughs> True. You, will, you can do it on occasion. A little different. Yeah. 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 The clinical piece of it, I think, um, I think would be interesting to me. I don't know, um, how I would deal with all of that because I know working in the hospital, I don't know if like just the four walls of the building, I would just, it would be a lot for me. And that sounds bad kind of, but I think having the same patient sometimes over and over and over again, maybe, maybe different, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously working in retail is much different than that. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have an interest in oncology. I shared with you that my mom passed away, and she had a lot of nutrition issues. Did she? Yeah. She was on TPN for a year, and we actually learned how to clean, administer all of her TPN, and um, we just saw her struggle eating. Absolutely. And so that's, I think, where I kind of want to give back in that area, probably more specifically with John Stoddard. And they have one dietitian there. I did a job, like a interview kind of with her for a uh-huh. class a long time ago. And she said that she, you know, you work with the patients and their families much more than you would with a patient on the floor. You know, sure. you really get to know them. And that could be um, great and also sad at the same time because you will lose patients. Mm-hmm. But I think that connection with people and their families is what I'm looking for and being able to help those people and then feeling like I give back in a way. And I think I like that connection more than just seeing a patient for cardiac education. Yeah. Hey, low sodium diet. Okay. Mm -hmm. See you later Mm -hmm. (laughs) type of thing. Yeah. Because I mean, I know when we had a dietitian come up to the room, she came up for literally 10 minutes Mm -hmm. and my mom probably didn't hear a word she said. Mm -mm. And I was trying to, you know what I mean? It's just a different environment. That being said, I give dietitians and clinical environments kudos because they do so much work it's hard so much work Mm -hmm. there was an article 
um, with UniPoint Health and like our employee spotlight, whatever newsletter. And it was obviously like the nutrition month and talking about the clinical inpatient team and how many patients dietitians work. It was like 50 to 60 a day. Mm-hmm. It is crazy. And I don't think they get the right appreciation for that. So I think I would be lucky to end up in any position in that area. <laughs> I, w- I've, I still feel like I would be helping people out. Sure, so, yeah. just on a smaller scale. And yeah. you, maybe you had, um, you know, with your mom and stuff, maybe that's kind of a little bit deep-rooted in your passion. Like, maybe that's where this all kind of... Yeah, I mean, that was happening... Uh, she passed away in 2013. So when I went back is when she was going through that. And so, mm. that yeah, that definitely has a that connection. That probably solidified it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but that's so. true. There's such a there's such a need for more specialized, like, oncology mm-hmm. dietitians. And mm-hmm. that is a certification that mm-hmm. you can get, mm-hmm. which I think is... I mean, I worked with on a specific oncology um, surgery, mm-hmm. and it was interesting because I knew nothing about it. And so, but then I learned a ton about it. And like you said, you do build those relationships with those mm-hmm. patients and their yeah. families, and yeah. you see them over and over and over, and you do lose patients. And yeah. But I think if you like that, connecting with people, that's yeah. a great area to go into. Well, I think patients and their families need more than just themselves for support. Mm-hmm. You know, they need... And at the hospitals, I know with UniPoint Health, they have, like, the navigator, like, the nurse navigators that kind of connect them with, like, community resources. You know, if you need... Um, I don't know what you would need. But, you know, just additional things sure. with your health. And um, and I think that's great. But also having that person, just because nutrition is such a big part. It's just a, it's a personal not, part. It yeah. is. And not a lot of people get that. And so I think having that extra support um, instead of just going home and family members trying to help that person and really mm-hmm. not knowing the best thing to do. So, yeah, it's all about the connection. I'm excited for you. Thanks. Whatever happens, I'm super I know. excited for you. <laughs> what is your um, what's your favorite since you're you're almost a dietitian, what's yeah. your? I'm sure people ask you like about nutrition and yeah. health. So, what's your favorite dietitian tip that you give people that talk to you? Like, what's one of your favorite things to talk about? Oh, like when they ask me about food. Yeah, or what? yeah. Do you have like I think a the weirdest thing? question? Do you? <laughs> one time at dinner last year, someone like leaned down the table and they were like. I'm on this um, juice and smoothie fast. How do you feel about that? And I was like, I'm not Django enjoying my wine right now. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I think, and my response is probably different than it would have been a year ago, but what I learned in one of my classes that is hard, but you can apply it to your life, is focus on getting the right nutrition in your body Um, and I think that's probably what I talk about too when people ask me Mm -hmm. because there's so many things going on like Pinterest and Facebook and blah, like this diet worked for me and you know, my belly fat shrunk like five inches and that's (laughs) great, but that doesn't mean that that's good for you. And Mm -hmm. I think focusing on the nutrition, um, and getting real food in your body, um, going to say something else and I forgot what I was going to say oh not and not always focusing on the calories you know like and I I like when I was in college I was all about calorie, like give them a little <laughs> snack pack in my hundred calorie like uh wheat thins whatever mm-hmm. but I learned in my counseling class this year to honor your body and listen to your like what your body's telling you it needs and like if you're stressed maybe think about eating or, you know, sit down and like breathe and have a glass of water and think about what you need instead of like scarfing down a whole pan of brownies. You know what I mean? It's just like really focusing on what your mind and your body needs at that moment instead of focusing on, gosh, I can't eat that because it's X amount of calories. Like Mm -hmm. if you want the cookie, eat the cookie. Mm -hmm. And my mom always used to, um, her and her girlfriend used to walk at the mall and they would like go walk and then they'd go get a McDonald's ice cream cone. (laughs) But it's, you know, it's really like enjoy, like if you want some dark chocolate every night, have the dark chocolate Mm -hmm. because you're probably doing all these other great things for your body. And if you cut yourself off too much from all these things, 
You're taking the joy out of You food. are. Yeah. Completely. You really are. So, yeah, I think just, like, listening to your body is really important. It can I be agree. really hard, though, too. It can. Mm-hmm. But you got to listen really close, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some days it might be easier than others. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, it just depends on your emotions, too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I asked you, like, what kind of you wanted to focus in in mm-hmm. your career. So what do you, like, 15 years from now, what would you love to be doing as a dietitian? Hmm. So I'll be 45. <laughs> You'll be right in the prime of your life. So I teach yoga and I would love to incorporate yoga and have my own business probably. That's where my entrepreneurial studies come from. Yeah, I say it's all going to come. It's so all like, going to come back full circle yeah, for you. Uh, probably like a nutrition consulting business. I So I teach yoga sculpt, which is weights, cardio, and yoga. So it's not... Uh-huh like your like Zen yoga. Sure. I would love to become certified in that. I just don't have the time or the money right now to so do maybe that. Someday. Uh, someday <laughs> I would, but bringing in that aspect, I think would be really neat. Um, I'm actually in a yoga class right now at school that we, um, not like a physical yoga class, but we meet once a week and we talk about how we can bring yoga into patients' lives and how we work with them. Cause a lot of people have this like thought about yoga that it's weird or like Mm -hmm. you have to be really flexible or it's religious or whatever. Um, And yoga is what it is for you. Um, I think it's really important to, again, listen to your body and bring that into play. Um, I actually started going to yoga when my mom was diagnosed with cancer. Okay. And so that is all kind of a full circle. And I think it'd be really neat to just be able to help patients, you know, whatever they're dealing with. Sure. Um, and their pharmatherapy. Just focus on their mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they're doing yoga with kids in school now too. Yeah. So it just, I think it's just in so, some places. Yeah. In some Others, places. it's they not let them do it. So <laughs> I know. Yeah. I think it'd be really neat to do that. But you know, whether yoga is incorporated or not, I think having my own business would be really cool. But I definitely want to get the experience before I do it. I, yeah. I don't think I would feel comfortable just like jumping into your no, business. no, no, no. Yeah. No. So. Well, and that's good to, as someone that has experience in the, in a whole different career, mm-hmm. at least you know that and can identify that you need to mm-hmm. kind of just get your feet wet a little bit. And yeah. Oh, definitely. Work in some different areas, mm-hmm. but yeah. I could kind of see that that's the direction you'll go someday. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. You never know. Like it sounds a little scary years, at this point. Yeah. 15 years seems like a long time away, but girl, mm-hmm. it'll go by really fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Well, I have some fun questions for you. Okay. So you answered all these serious questions. Yeah. And I cannot wait to hear what happens in the next, like, three months for you because there will be so many exciting things. So we will do a part two with Ashley for sure. What's your favorite food? Ooh. um, Is there a category or just overall? Overall. You can have multiple if you have more than one. Um, Favorite food. I didn't think these would be the harder questions, right? I know. Um, Like for dinner, I love salmon. That's one of your favorites. Salmon, yeah. Um, I'm a huge, I'm a huge like peanut butter, almond butter fan. So like you give me like a fruit or carrots (laughs) and I will eat it with almond butter. Typically not like out of this jar with a spoon, but like I make smoothies for myself every day and I throw in a big whopping thing of almond butter. I love it. Yeah. So good. Do you make your own? Yeah. Yeah. I got so a Vitamix easy. last year. Did you? Yeah, I got a refurbished Vitamix. It was like the best purchase I ever made. I had some Amazon gift cards and then I paid like another $100 on my own and every morning. Worth the investment oh, though. Oh, yeah. I've been teetering with wanting to get one. So I, I think would I get should. a refurbished one, honestly, really? because the others are like $600. And that's what kept me back because I'm just thinking. I don't need to buy, but I had a magic bullet blender mm-hmm. before yeah. I went through two of those. You burn. See, well, if uh, you have it every day though, I burned it out. It was like smoking <laughs> at the end. So Jeff was like, um, um maybe we should really look at that. We but, can invest in something for you that you don't burn yeah, up. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, but I'm like a huge snacker. I don't do like really big meals. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like six small meals a day or, sure. or more. Well, that probably depends on your schedule too, just because yeah. you are so busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I usually like drink my breakfast on the way up to Ames and then snack when I can throughout mm-hmm. the day. So mm-hmm. it takes some planning too. Yeah, but you <laughs> save money. You do. You do. Mm-hmm. Do you have a least favorite food? Um. Yes, I don't like 
I don't like beets. I know they're so good for you. I wish I could like them. I wish I could too. They're so <laughs> earthy. I've tried them so many different ways. They don't really make me feel good either. I no. just like, I can't do, I can't do this. Um, I don't like black licorice. That's not really a food, but <laughs> it's, it's in a, it's in a different category. <laughs> yeah. There's something else. I don't know. I like a lot of food. I really opened up. I think probably when I went back to school, just sure. like trying stuff. When and I was younger, I didn't like. And... Yeah, when I was younger, like I would get a, we go to like Taco John's and I'd get a soft shell taco with sour cream and lettuce. <laughs> if that tells you anything. No meat, so... no tomatoes. We'd be like, I'm sorry, what did you say? Through the intercom. Yeah, no, she doesn't want any meat. It's fine. <laughs> so funny how we change. Mm -hmm. it's, and even I think as adults, maybe in 15 years you'll like beets. You never know. I hope so. I don't I yeah. really want to. I want to too. <laughs> I do too. I'm with you. If you ever find a way that you like beets, let me know. Trader Joe's has a beet hummus. Oh, yeah. I've seen It's sweeter, um, it? but still just, I don't know. It's earthy. It mm -hmm. tastes like dirt to me every time I eat them. <gasps> I don't know why. <laughs> do you have a favorite drink? Uh, like anything normal, any, any drink can be alcoholic. Okay. Can be, you can have one of each. You can have a non-alcoholic, uh, alcoholic. water. I drink coffee every morning. Try to drink. Uh, I probably drink too much coffee right now. Um, but I drink water. I don't drink pop. I don't drink iced tea. I don't like iced tea. That's something okay. I don't like. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I never was a pop drinker and it doesn't make me feel good. So I just drink water. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, wine. Wine. Do you have a favorite kind of wine? I'm a red wine, like Pinot Noir. That's my I'll do absolute favorite. Anything other than Chardonnay, I can't, can't do it. Too dry. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd agree with yeah, you. Yeah, but but I just like need my one glass of wine. That's it. I have. <laughs> we have these stemless wine glasses at home. And they like jet out at the bottom, and my I have like a line where I pour to because if I pour. <laughs> More, I will feel it the next day. You so. will have, you won't feel well for school the next yeah. day, darn yeah. it. Well, and if I like teach yoga the next morning oh, and sure. hot yoga, yeah, that's oh, not a good not idea. Not a good combination. So. How often do you teach yoga? Um, four times a week right now. In the mornings before? I, no, I do twice a week in the mornings. I do uh, Tuesday at 5.45, Thursday at 4.15 in the afternoon, Friday morning at 5.30, and then noon on Fridays. Oh. Gosh, you're busy. You are busy. Mm -hmm. Holy bucket. So I'm wondering if you have to have snacks throughout the day, yeah. lady. <laughs> to keep me going. <laughs> keep you going. Yeah. yeah, but I like that because I I like to teach and, and I get paid to do it. And, sure. and you get fun. your workout in. Yeah. I mean, sometimes like this past week with spring break, I taught a lot and I still needed to go do my own workout because I get sore teaching because I demo a lot with my class. Oh. So I'm using weights. Um, I, I'm trying to get better about this but I sometimes don't let my body rest. Gotcha. So I'll teach like like Thursday and Friday. I taught four times within two days. Oh my gosh. And I'll be like, well, I'm sore. <laughs> Jeff will be like, well, you taught okay, four let's classes. Let's talk about this right now. Like maybe you just need to drink some water and relax. <laughs> Take a mineral salt bath. Yeah, and, yeah. seriously. Just, yeah. So, um, yeah, but I love teaching. So, yeah. But, it, yeah, I'm always like, okay, where's my snack? I yeah. need something with me. <laughs> you do if you're exercising yeah. that much. Yeah. Do you have a favorite smell? Ooh. Um, I use essential oils. So probably like a lavender or a peppermint. Um, and I have a lot of my mom's old stuff. Was so. she into essential oils? No. she Well, she was just like, I have some of her clothes. Oh, yeah. And I have her old perfume bottle in my Aww. like dresser. What you know was what her mean? perfume? It was, I think she did Red Door. Oh, yeah. She's really old, actually. Yeah, but it's, it reminds you of yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think like I have three of her sweatshirts or just like shirts mm -hmm. that don't really smell like her anymore. Yeah. But at first, I would... Wear it's them, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now they're just there, just to be there. So it's part of. They're just part of part of the place. Yeah, I don't wear them anymore, <laughs> but they're there. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a least favorite smell? Um. I don't know. I don't have any like bad smells ever. Nothing that 
Well, you haven't worked probably in a hospital enough yet, but no, <laughs> you might after your internship. True. So part two, we might have yeah. a least favorite smell. Yeah, we, we may. Yeah. <laughs> what brings you joy in your life? I think just family and friends. Uh, my family's very close and just being able to be with them. And um, I'm so looking forward to not having to be like, I have to study. I cannot spend time with you. You know, <laughs> yes. and I don't say it like that, but I have had to really um, say no to a lot of people in my life the past couple of years. And they've been really supportive of that, but it's hard. So I think just being with them, um, I have a niece and a nephew who are both 14 and I'll gain a new niece when I get married. And Aww. so I think just being with them and uh, and my friends too. I have a very like small but good group of girlfriends. And so... They are just gems, so I think just being able to spend time with them. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I want to wish you luck on all of your new adventures. She's getting married in a few weeks. She's going to get her internship in a few weeks. (laughs) She's got a lot of things going on. So look forward to part two with Ashley. Thank you for having me. (laughs) There's just something that excites me when I have a conversation with an RDW because it takes me back to when I was going through the same things in my life and my career. Her nervous excitement took me back to those same feelings I had 16 years ago, and I can't believe it was 16 years ago. It's great to know this is a profession that people like Ashley are seeking out and devoting their lives to. I think Ashley has a bright future ahead, and I'm so excited to see where she will be placed for her internship. Jolly Time Healthy Pop is available in a variety of flavors and sizes, all of which are low on fat and high on deliciousness. Did you know that just three cups of Jolly Time Healthy Pop popcorn equal one full grain serving? Jolly Time is so cool. It's family owned and located in Sioux City, Iowa. And if you want to learn more, you can head on over to jollytime.com. I have my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian Now What, available at elizabethhardy.com, where you can also read my weekly blog, Wisdom Wednesday, and you can find all the show notes and things that Ashley and I talked about today. I would love for you to connect with me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Hardy. And remember, friends, to be great always, find the joy in each day, and to start a conversation that truly matters.